Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everybody. We are so glad you're here. We really love making this podcast. And if you wouldn't mind rating, reviewing, and subscribing wherever you listen, we will give your children money i'm kidding <laughs> we love you we'll just be so forever grateful thank you bye Yes, I'm Vanya. I am the Rom. And I'm Avrin, and I'm the crime. Yes, you and are. this is Rom Crime. We this are. is our true crime comedy podcast. With romantic injections. Between the toes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You'll probably get it. If, I mean, I'm hoping people have listened. I'm sorry, watched the um, the show. The yeah. Dirty John. That we're in the midst of yeah. covering. P- uh, part Four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. Episodes four, five, and six. Yes, ma'am. We're covering them. Um, yes, then you'll know what that means. Injections in yeah. between the toes. Doesn't sound romantic. <laughs> it's not. Nope. Mm-mm. But you the know. The show is getting less and less romantic. It's true. It's getting creepers. I mean, it was creepy from the beginning, but totally. like the romance is kind of gone. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, before we just jump yeah. right into it, guys. How are you doing? We're good. I mean, I'm good. We had we got to have a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. A little about like a week ago. We Well, you know, I think I talk about it too much but i have children and i we had our uh father my father-in-law was in town so he was able to watch them and me avrin and our hubs mm-hmm. well were able to go out yeah and see was this a ball. cool show called cages and i mean you'll see it in our insta stories yeah. in our it was insta. really fun if you do live in yeah. the los angeles area i actually really highly recommend me too. it it was I, fun and it was unlike anything i'd seen before you know what i Back when we used to live in New York, I used to see 
all kinds of shows. Yeah. We occasionally, you know, when you save the money for Broadway or do, you know, standing room or whatever tickets, you get to see that. But also all of our friends and people we knew and people we knew who knew people were doing stuff and we saw cool stuff all the time. Yeah. So to me, I felt my heart was really full. Yeah. And this particular show, it's very rom crime, you guys. That's right. It is. You it's know? a love story. It's a love story. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. It's all very visually stimulating. Oh, I was like, I felt everything was delicious for mm-hmm. me. Like, I really ha- I didn't have any um, any bad things to say about it, except for in the beginning, which I don't want to give anything away. But <laughs> I like... Mm, I My husband kept... Because he knows when I get nervous. Right. He, but he's trying to like rub my back. And I'm like, don't touch me <laughs> like I don't when I get like super nervous I don't want to be right I mean I want you right there but don't touch me but don't because I start sweating I want right. to take my clothes off right. but it that you want to whole... go run screaming out of the room exactly yeah. it's it was, interactive it was and great. so it's the just the very beginning if you have if you're scared that of like a haunted house situation yeah. and you don't know what's going to happen, even though I would say ultimately when it was all said and done, you were okay. Oh, I mean, as the, soon as it was the done, not it was knowing fine. The what not was knowing yeah. it got me as, as you all know, if you've been listening, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> so, but it was such a thrill, honestly, yeah. after that happened, then we got to, oh, to guys, go out. So highly fun. recommend. Yes. And it was fun to get to go out. I know. I mean, we get to see each other all the time. Yes. And it's always fun. But it was, you're right. right. It was well, kind of nice to be like out on the town. Yeah, we're, yeah. If we're not, well, I mean, we you know. Were, we were cocktailing it we up. We were. We were out. I know. Outside. I had, I had whiskey world. on the rocks. Yeah, you did. I Japanese. Two. Yes. Right? Oh, it was so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to slurp some tea right in the slurp, slurp it. So besides that, that was fun. And as at this point, I think, you know, you'll all be freaking out about the coronavirus. So we're washing our hands at home. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like I have to make jokes about it. It's very upsetting. Well, because it's just it's like everywhere. Every email I get. What can you really do other than wash your hands hands. for 20 seconds? And I because they're telling all the kids, um, you know, you have to sing the ABC song. So that's so what you do. I did it and I was like, damn, I do not wash my hands for long enough. Yeah. No, if you yeah. realize that you have to sing. I, I think someone told me once when you brush your teeth, you should sing happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Through twice. Oh, shite. And I was like, uh, well, you know, I've been doing this wrong my whole life. I feel really lucky, though, is because I've had a Sonicare because my aunt was a hygienist. Just I love you, Aunt Carly. Um, but she seriously, she gave us we got Sonicares when we were very young. And you just do it until it stops. It tells right. you that you've done. Long yeah. Enough. My daughter has one, too, because she has really bad teeth. I feel so bad. She Aww. already has like a ton of cavities. Um, but it tells you like you go on one side and then it goes beep, pop, boop. And then, you know, it's oh, time to go to the next side. That's very helpful. Yeah, so thanks, mom and dad, for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Betsy, you did your best. Yes, you did. I love you. What else? What else going on? Um, Well, I... Let's just go there. No, they say you shouldn't talk politics, but I'm go a there. little heartbroken because yeah. this will be old news by the time this podcast goes out. But oh yeah, you know Miss Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the presidential race. Did she so drop out? She fully dropped oh, out. I today. love that. I I I, I I yeah. I don't pay attention. Listen, I did vote, but I don't pay attention to stuff because honestly, it causes it causes me actual physically. Sure. Like I have an eye twitch because yeah. of politics. I just feel sad because I was like, I don't. Uh, I don't have an issue with the two remaining candidates at all, but right. I was like, why is it always two almost dead white guys? I like, hear you I'm on sorry, that. I didn't mean that was mean. You guys aren't almost dead, but you're old. Yeah, and you're you're old. It's and true. You're a white men, and it's just boring. Yeah. It's boring. Let's put a let's get a white woman. I'm let's kidding. Any get, kind of woman. Let's get no, I know, anyone that's not over seventy five. Yeah, and yeah. part of you know the Washington whatever I'm done that was it yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you I yeah. that is I, I really I 
I think she's was pretty cool too. Um, but here we go, going on to the primaries or whatever. Yeah, it is. what's next? It's a race. It's a race. It's gonna be a stressful year. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just um, entertain you with um, crime, true crime, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so you can stop thinking about. If Donald Trump can be beaten by Biden or Sanders yeah. um, and just enjoy the shit out of the show. That's right. The r- romantic crimes or We're get longer romanticized and longer, crimes, romanticized, crimes. you know, because I think we do romanticize stuff all the time. Like I romanticize bur- like bur- burglary heists or, you oh, know, yeah, like bank robbers. Yeah. I feel like to me, that's romantic. You think it's hot. That's I think really it's what it is. hot. It's like, dun-dun, you think dun-dun, being a bank dun-dun, robber dun-dun, is dun-dun. sexy. You know, if you get away and they're usually very fit because they have to like get away, get on, you know, like scale things and oh, do you're thinking gymnastics. like full-blown i'm you're picturing like red lasers that they yes, have to like I'm contort their yes. bodies i don't know if most bank robbers have to do that well the kind that i that you like think are sexy do. they do yeah, yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i don't think i romanticize crime but i definitely make it's a big deal to me like when i get excited or yes. interested in a story yeah it becomes kind of consuming. So it's it's a, a passion, I guess. I'm with which you. Which is a little bit romantic. Yeah, I think you know? so too. It's funny. It's also upsetting. So <laughs> I was watching, trying to finish these episodes, um, the last one last night, and my mom called me and she's like, oh, Vanya. And I was like, what? She's like, I just finished it. I'm like, what? She's like, I finished the whole series. She watched the whole thing in like two days. She's it's like, good. it is just, it's upsetting. And we, we talked about it, but it's true. It's like, you really, it's like, you need to talk about it. Yeah. And here we are. And this is why we do this. So guys, episode four, it's called Shrapnel. Yeah. We're going to do four, five, and six, right? Yeah. Yep. Four, so five, Dirty six. John, for anyone who doesn't know yes, what we're talking recap, about. If you can. I mean. So um, we covered the first three episodes last week yep. and then some of the stuff from the podcast. We're going to continue to do that with the next three. Yep. Um, if you haven't watched the show, that's okay because yeah. you've probably heard of the story at the very yeah. least. And if not, it's pretty easy to, the last episode I thought was kind of fun. You could listen yes. to that. But yep. it's a it's a fascinating story of just love gone so wrong. So wrong. And um, set in beautiful like beachfront. Orange County. Orange County. Yeah. And we leave... With the last thing we see, right, is, what is the last thing we see? Oh. Um, was, that, was that the the toes? Oh, no. We, no, 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 that's, no. I don't in, remember the this. last thing we see, because I, I only have the last episode <laughs> <laughs> in my brain. That's true, okay. <laughs> I think the last episode was when we found out about his first wife, Tanya. Oh, yes. And her story. Yes. And when um, Deborah found out that he was a drug addict and yep. moved all of her shit out in the middle of the night. That's right. Okay. That's where we Thank ended you. it. So here we are. We begin 20 years ago and it's this is going back to Deb's family and sort of her sister's story mm-hmm. because we know that her sister was murdered by or, her husband. By her husband. He was, yes. And I incorrectly, unless the show changed it and uh-huh. I don't remember, but I incorrectly, I will correct myself since I can and I remember that I said it wrong. I said last week that the Cindy is her name her sister's name yeah. was murdered by her husband and then he killed himself that's but not he true did he not. did not actually kill himself he shot himself but he survived yes so so that's important that I exactly. correct that he did not commit suicide right and the mom you know Deb and Cindy's mom named Arlene Arlene mm-hmm. played by the unbelievable Jean Smart oh my gosh you guys she is so you incredible. ever watched Designing Women yes I did it's like so good oh I have actually I have an amazing uh clip that I'm going to link that she one of her little monologues she's just so great she kind of played a bit of a ditz but or like a romantic 
She was like Lee. the softer one yeah. to like, you know, Julia Sugarbaker's or Annie harshness. Potts is my favorite. Oh, she's so good. Everyone in that show actually yeah. was brilliant. It really is a good show. But um, did you know that Arlene, or sorry, Arlene, did you know that Jean Smart was from Seattle and she went to the University of Washington and she had a stint at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, which makes me like love her even more. I did not know any of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's your stomping grounds, your yeah. home turf. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, yes, where are. many serial killers have lived. <laughs> it's very terrifying. Yeah. Um, but anyways, she's talking to the she's sitting at a table, talking to the man who is her son-in-law, Bob. Right? Yeah. Bobby. Right. And and so it kind of goes back and forth to him, and then her also talking to her daughter Cindy. Mm-hmm. And she says to her daughter Cindy because she's she's very she's a devout Christian lady, right? And but like blindly, like almost to a fault, I think. Not almost, to a fault. Yeah. Um, she says to, after the daughter is like, I got to get out. I, I know it's wrong. Right. I have to get out of here. The daughter wants, to, Cindy wants to divorce her husband, Bob. Thank you, yeah. And uh, Bob doesn't want her to go. And is kind of painting this picture of like, sad, sad, sad me. Yeah. I've done everything she's asked of me. I've yeah. always tried to like help her have be her best self and have the best life and she's saying the she's like opposite. I can't go to the library by myself I, I can't, can't go I can't wear a bikini when I go to the beach like yeah. I, he's controlling and I don't love him and I can't spend the rest of my life like this and they got married really young and mm-hmm. anyways so the mom says to her trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path and then she says, you love that. The daughter says, you love that one. You love the whole book of Proverbs. Don't, but you love that one. She right. goes, I do because it's true. But the thing is, you know, I mean, depending on whatever reali- religion you are, you have to believe that God gave you the brain in your head. And, and the instinct in your gut. Yes, that's right. God yeah. gave you the brain in your head, the instinct in your gut. Yes, and you, you got to listen to those too. And lean, but lean on, yes, but I, that's what just vexes me. Right. Because... Then the next scene you see him going and he gets a, a gun to protect where he's working. Right, he lies, but makes he up a is story. He's planning, planning on ki- killing her. Mm-hmm. If I can't have you, then no one can. Mm-hmm. Which is like the oldest tale in the book, you know. Yeah. And it's it's to me this was the best episode so far yeah. of the show okay. because for me personally, yeah, 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 in terms of what it allowed us to learn about our main yes. character Deborah. By exploring her history and then by seeing who raised her, right. how she wound up being so faithful in the yeah. possible goodness of this yes. man, even when all of the evidence spoke to the contrary and that she right. kept giving him, as we will go through in these yeah. episodes, she keeps letting him back in, yeah. you know, it's every time you think she's getting away. He pulls her back in and it's really all because she wants to believe yes. that he really loves her and that deep down he's good. And she and believes that everything, in forgiveness. Yep, and she believes in forgiveness. Because she had someone, her mother, do the ultimate forgiving. Yeah, it's like, like after the mom is dead, or sorry, the after sister. the sister Cindy is shot and he shoots himself in the chest, he doesn't die. He goes to jail. Um, wait, side note though, when the her, their son is staying at, her, at the grandma's house at the time the police come and that's chad so he was in the last yes. um podcast we like that we mentioned him right he's been brought Who up deb yeah deb he's sort of brought him up and he's, yeah. he's a big part of the family and the actor's so cute um who plays him um mm-hmm. but so that there's a knock on the door because the daughter was supposed to come and have lunch and she's like i basically was like i need to talk to you and so right. i think at this point 
she made the decision yeah. to like it's like she'd over. maybe made some moves towards yes. leaving yeah yep and so then he she didn't show up for lunch and then Arlene teaches piano so her next piano student comes in right. and then the knock on the door with the cops it's really sad yeah that know? scene in the bedroom where she tells Chad yes. I felt again I think that's why I thought this episode was so powerful so yes. much of well, what she, we watched felt very real like yes. how people react to grief again also showing like the extreme religion yeah, she and faith she bends falls on her knees. to her knees and starts to pray and then through praying she's like i can do this and yeah, she, she gets says, up and she's like incredibly stoic and strong and a little cold in my opinion i but, know. You know well but that's a, that's that, that blind that. blind faith thing that yeah. i actually kind of got a little emotional at that part because she you know, because I we're all not we're all, but a lot of people who are raised are taught that you know you you ask for help and you're gonna you will receive if you have right. faith if you have faith yeah if you have faith and so she, she does she does and she she gets on the floor oh dear lord help me help me and it's this is where I'm like someone give Jean Smart a freaking Emmy like yeah she and but then she gets up and I can do this I'm not alone mm-hmm. and then she tells her grandson and she's incredibly calm she's like, and. This will be hard, but Jesus will help and us. And we're going to be strong and we can get through it. And he says, I can be strong, strong with you, you, Grandma. It was very touching. And then I said, fuck me. So freaking sad. Yeah. That's what, that's the note I wrote. But <laughs> Yeah. No, it was... Oh, man. Yeah. So then in the present of this episode... Yes, sorry. Yes. Deborah um, has moved all of her shit out in the middle of the night. Right. John is still in the hospital. And so she's kind of in the process yeah. of trying to figure out how to extract herself right. from this marriage and him. And meanwhile, he's like texting her nonstop, calling her nonstop. She's staying in a shitty hotel because she got to stay somewhere. He but also, I love that it's a shitty hotel and it's like a hotel normal people stay in. Yeah, like, it's like a it's suite a ho- at like hotel. a Hilton yeah. probably. <laughs> um, but anyway, so based on a conversation that I think Deborah has with Arlene, her mom, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. she starts talking like, is it my fault? Did I like him too much? And that's why it was right. easy for you to not see that he's a bad man. Well, but yeah. somehow through this conversation about everything with Cindy, what happened to her sister and the forgiveness and believing in the best in people, she makes a decision to go see John. Aye, aye, aye. Right. Cause she says, mom, uh, but I do wonder nobody is without sin, but everyone can be saved. Right. So a little bit of a hero And then just to, to top it with our, to, you know, to put a button on the Arlene thing, she goes to the prison, forgives um, the son-in-law the who son-in-law. murdered her daughter. Says, I hate what you did more than anything I've ever yes. hated, but I love you and I forgive you. Goes to his lawyer, mm-hmm. pleads on his behalf to get him released from prison. Right. Or to have a, like a lighter sentence. Lighter sentence. And he is out of prison because that you is. You see him at the mega church. Yeah. That's the guy, right? No, That's no. The... Remember, wasn't he like standing, walking to his car and oh, Connie Britton? That's right. Sorry, Deborah Newell was um, sitting and watching him. And that That's was kind right. of the moment where she saw that he, he'd done that horrible thing. And here he was like living an honest, normal life. Mm, right. And then she goes and she sees John, yep, who now yep. starts to spin a whole new tale. Yeah. So she knows about everything at this point. That's why she moved her shit out in the middle of the night. Right. And then he tells her that he was a drug addict and she's like duh already figured that out and yeah. then he also tells her but even worse i have ms right and she's so like, all of the things that i thought were things that i were happening to me because of my drug habit actually turns mm-hmm. out i have ms and i need to get clean and i need to 
be a better person and yeah. for you and all those things you found like all the restraining orders the exactly. stalking the stealing and the... then he, he blames tanya because he said she pretended to be scared of me right to like, like keep a, to keep a husband or oh, to fuck. keep a new that's boyfriend like... and none of that's true as we know he cheated on tanya and kept stolen drugs from the hospital they yes. worked at in their house and like you know compromised everything in her life i mean he's a crazy person and but he spins these tales so good yeah and so Basically, he kind of tells her that all of those things, that th- that's not right, him. Right, the drugs make me lie. They make me steal. They make me hurt the people I love the most. Right, and that all the like restraining orders and stalking things that she finds that would suggest violence against women, he says, those that's not me. In fact, I have been planning this whole time to get a lawyer to clear my name, and I just want to drag you into it. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. He says, I never lied about how much I loved you, Deb. Right. It was all Does lies he- except for you. Bullshit. Yeah. Liar. I can't handle it. <laughs> so, in the worst surprise twist, after she is such a badass and moves her shit out in the middle of the night in the previous episode. Right. She takes him back, you guys. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. I just can't. I was, I was actually kind of thrown. Oh. <laughs> because, I mean, not Because it's the stupidest. Well, sorry. I'm, sorry. Yeah. But, like, it's. So hard because we know that he's bad. Yeah. But now so does she. Right. And she just doesn't want him to be bad. Right. And I think this is a good time for you to tell us about immature love. Yes. Okay. So that is something I was listening to a podcast. I love podcasts. Um, I was listening to actually the Dax Shepard armchair expert podcast. And it's the most recent. Well, I don't know. Anyways, it was uh, it was about relationships. It's Monica and Jess. Anyways, they were talking to a therapist who was amazing, who mentioned a guy who. um, uh, Oh, sorry. Immature love is. I love you. I love how you make me feel. So people in high school, people in their 20s, you fall in love because you love how the person makes you feel. And right. that only lasts usually for about two months or something right. like that. And then, and then it's gone. It's not shiny and new. Yeah. And the feeling is, it's like drugs. <laughs> yes, it is like, mm-hmm. exactly. So love is her drug and all drugs are his drug. Yes, And exactly. so they should not be together. Yeah, I agree. So she takes him back, y'all. And it's yeah. aggravating and horrifying and... um just you know it's gonna not go well and that moves yeah. us into the next episode yeah it does, it does. which is kind of cool because this one we go back in time and learn a little bit about deborah and the how like the tragedy in her past but also kind of a little bit about the house she grew up in which is full of deborah faith yeah in oh. this episode oh, four yeah, 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 yeah. and then in episode five oh, thank so you. <laughs> and, sorry so yeah deborah's house was full of faith and forgiveness and love yes and maybe a little bit of naivete or just a a ridiculous amount of of good natured and yeah, heartedness yeah. Um, to the point of, I think, possibly fault. Episode five, we're going to get to see a little bit about where John comes yes. from. Yes. And this episode and, is entitled Lord High Executioner. And it is weird. Yeah. It opens to John uh, at the hospital where his dad is on life support. Mm-hmm. And, and his sister, Denise, who we're meeting right. her the first time, yes. is there. And he's like, uh, he or her stomach growls, and he's like, "Go get food, you know. Yeah. Go get some food. You, you've been here." And then he 
probably kills his dad, basically. I, they kind of insinuated yeah. that. I don't know if that's ever been proven. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. And when we get to the conclusion, and yes. we'll do some research on after this all happened and the story came out, what yeah. do we now know? And she, Denise goes, well, where's is something about, you know, his wife, Tanya, and she's like, oh, we're getting a divorce or something like yeah. this. She's, she's she cheated it. on yeah. me and all this stuff. He's lies, just lies, a lies. freaking He just bomb. lies like yeah. he breathes. And that is so scary because... I mean, I know it's rare for someone to be this, like, sort of evil, mm-hmm. but he just, he just, you'll listen, as we tell you more, he threatens people all over the place and yeah. people in high positions. Yeah. But it's like he has a confidence and, like, and he is clearly good at what he does. Yeah. And he knows it works. It, <laughs> but the reason he is the way he is is because of his dad, because we go back again um, to Dirty John's childhood. Dirty John, the childhood. (laughs) (laughs) And his dad is like a full blown scam artist. artist. Like almost like the way they make him look is like kind of mafioso. Yeah, for sure. That actor is amazing, by the way. Um, who plays his dad? His name's Shay Wiggum. Because his his, the dad's name is Willem Willem Mm -hmm. Mehem. Anyways, I was just like in awe of this guy because yeah. It's basically child abuse, right? Yeah, he uses his kids. So the perfect example, the first thing we see when we meet Daddy-O, besides yeah. when he's being murdered by John in the right. hospital, <laughs> alleged. We're, an, we're just saying that. Man. We don't actually know if that's true. But he's in a restaurant with little John. Yeah. And has him bite into something, and they put glass in it. Yeah, taco. Uh, and so and he, bloody he does it. Mouth. like. Blood gushing out. Oh, my knees just went weak. I'm yeah. sitting. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, thought It was that. very gross. But so his dad has him eat glass so that they can sue the restaurant. Yeah. And but they money. basically extort. The guy was like, no, there's no way. And then the, I think at the end of that, there's something about him saying, if you can't get back at them, get back at their family. Oh, yeah. Because That's he threatens. Becomes a big part of. Yeah. He threatens the boss's family and they probably hand him like $3,000 or something yeah. like that from the safe. He's like, you did good, son. And put some money in his pocket. Pocket. It's so sad. yeah, it's and it, we see several examples of his dad yeah. basically running scams and pulling his kids into it, yeah. and so that is what's happening in Dirty John: The Childhood Years, yep. which is just terrible. And but then, yeah. in the present day, oh, we're going to actually jump a little bit around too because there's yeah. like three time periods. So then there's the time. Well, let's go to present day. Yeah, Dirty John is detoxing. Right, she's back with him. No, this, I wrote no, 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 or at least. And I have to say, watching him detox made me feel like every time I've ever watched any man I've ever known be sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like so just, pathetic. Just like, uh-huh. yeah. sorry, men in my life. I love you all, but you are really bad at being sick. It's true. A lot of them are. Right. And, and it's no joke. And I know up. that like, obviously, if he's an opioid addict, right? Or is that what he's yeah. taking? I don't know. He's Anesthesia medicine. something you inject so, yeah. that numbs. It's for pain. I, mean, I think those are opioids. Morphine. Those are opioids. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why you people get addicted to that because they hurt themselves. They need pain medicine. Sure. And yeah. it's addictive. Yes. Um, but so basically all pr- the present day is just John detoxing, Deborah fully like taking care of him and bringing him back into her life, but right. lying about it. And here's something too that I really thought a lot about as we did the last episode and we even talked about this. Tell me. If you have to lie actively about something huge like marriage. Yeah. Taking someone back, getting back together with someone, I don't know, money going missing, right. drug addiction, all lies. You yes. know, if you have to keep that a secret from the people that matter most to you, 
you know that's a red flag that man. you are doing something wrong yeah. or that you are making a mistake and that is where I think the frustration comes in is right. because if she knows that she has to hide it then she knows it's not the right thing right and so that is where I think that definition that you came up with of the immature love is like it's not a grown-up love a grown-up love you would hope would maybe be how she loves her children which then we get into some iffy shit I mean yeah. she obviously loves her children but more she than definitely anything, but she doesn't choose them, them and yes. she doesn't choose them in these scenarios that is insane to me like I don't know I, I honestly I can't quite understand that I, I I'm because she is addicted to him addicted to love yeah. but this happens a lot sometimes women or sometimes men will choose another mm-hmm. person over their kids and it's just John's they're, 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 John's banging on it yeah he knew he, he knows he, what like, he's doing he's, her before. he's the one that's like started he's the reason for all of the discord right yeah. and so now that he's gotten her to take him back he, he knows exactly what he's gonna do he's gonna rip that family apart he's gonna get yeah. her and her money right and she's gonna become completely estranged from her family and that's just such a sick yeah. goal you know and that's him because he is evil he is evil i wrote she takes care of him while he gets sober he calls her a bitch she is so caring she is a moron <laughs> <laughs> he says you don't look at me the way you used to. Right. In a really creepy way. And then one day he's fine. And he says, you proud of me? Yeah. And she's like, of course, I'm so Thank proud God of I am. Because I think deep down she was like, holy shit, this worked. My, my suffering worked. And then right. we're going to be a happy clean, family. And this will fix all the problems. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's a short lived happy moment. And um, meanwhile, there's a drama brewing in Tara remember a little Tara's life right so while mom is secretly back together and helping dirty John detox Tara's boyfriend breaks up with her and she calls and, crying and she calls and she's you know as she's anyone like, is mommy, when they get broken I up need with. my mommy yeah. which I, you know what sometimes you fucking need your mommy yeah you do doesn't and matter what age you are especially when you're like 20 years old yeah. and going through a breakup I get it if I was if I went through a huge breakup I'd be like I want to come and sleep in your bed yeah. especially if she's not with anybody I mean like right she, she wants her to like hold her and scratch her head like yes, she always did when she, she didn't feel good when she was a kid oh. so deborah has to like w- wiggle around that like okie dokie see you soon moves john into hotel again that's what i'm just saying there's so much about this that i know who the bad guy is in this story yeah. i know who is to blame for everything bad right. that happens in this story but it is incredibly frustrating at moments to be like yeah. Ah, like what are you doing? And, and so again, you can never be in someone else's brain and heart and body and fully understand their motivations. And I don't think that this, I know this woman isn't dumb, right. but in this area of her life, I'm just going to say it. She, she was just straight up ignorant and yeah. blind and dumb about everything that was happening in front of her. And maybe he was manipulating her, but he was, still. But, I mean, like what? The decision to keep things from your kids. He didn't tell you to do that. He wanted to tell them. He wanted to like stick it to yeah. him. That's you. You're hiding it because yeah. you know it's wrong. That's true. And then doesn't she say, oh, yeah, randomly, John is like talks about how much he misses his kids. Yeah. Well, he's, that? you know, again, this is the perfect playing, way that he, right? that he manipulates her. Talks about how it's one of his kids birthdays, maybe, and he yeah. can't stop thinking about her. And you know what I think is interesting? Eric Bana, the guy who plays Dirty John, mm-hmm. he does such a cool like actor thing. Maybe it was a choice, or maybe it's the way he, when he lies how he does it. Mm-hmm. But after he tells a lie, he looks he he like he'll, he won't be looking when he tells a lie, and then he looks for recognition or for like you believe. Did me? you you got that right? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. Watch yeah. him. Now I'm you'll pay, I'll pay yeah. attention to that it's, next time. It's, 
I'm like, you're good. <laughs> he is good. And then Tara says, have you been seeing him? Right. So Tara comes over. She's hidden. She's stashed John away at a hotel. Probably the same hotel she was hiding yeah, out in. Yeah, some shitty hotel. You know, that sweet the Hilton. <laughs> um, Tara comes over. They have like a very sweet moment of, you know, like mother, daughter. She she scratches her head and holds her and tell her, tells her everything's going to be okay. And... um. Tara's like, can I stay here for a little bit? Because yeah. I can't. I lived with my boyfriend and he broke up with me. So right. I can't go there. So she's like, sure, of course. And then um, after everyone goes to bed, Deborah sneaks out to the hotel to like check on John. Because, you know, detoxing is risky. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's meant to be monitored and watched. And also she's obsessed with him. So when she comes home from going to visit him, Tara is in her bed because she had right. woken up. And wanted some and wanted snuggles. to her mom because she was sad and her mom wasn't there and she knew immediately where she was. Yeah. And she basically says, you're seeing him again, aren't you? And then Deborah says, I want it to work because I love him and I believe in forgiveness and I believe. Right. I took a, ba- a vow a for vow. better or uh, for worse. Yeah. And this is the worst, you know, and it's just. Blech. Yeah. You know what? I? But at this point. Tara is more sympathetic than I thought she would be. She's kind of She like, is. She's not. She doesn't rage. She. She says, okay. Yeah, she says, I feel like the worst person has to have moments to want to be not Good. who they are. Yeah. Even yeah, even the worst person has to have moments. When they wish they weren't the way they are. Yeah, so like... Yeah, so she's she's a little bit like her mom. She's a little bit like her mom, a little bit like her grandma. Yeah, she's got that ability to forgive because he was very rude to her and mean and yeah. like kind of got her iced out over the holidays. And you know, she, she trusts her mom a little, you know, like... Yeah. and get But guess who's not nice? Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie is like, fuck that guy a hundred times. Yeah, so that's when, you know. Did that happen in this episode? Yeah, so basically what happens now is Tara tells everybody. Yeah. And um, I think in a genius move on her children's part, they they ice her out. Yeah. They're like, you are not allowed to be a part of our life right. while he is a part of yours because they recognize the danger in yeah, him. Yeah, it was sad. You know, she comes to like she, her son's Yeah, house her son's house for Who has the kids. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, she wasn't invited and she knew that, but she thought once she was there, she could like talk to yeah. them and smooth things over and they ask her to leave. Because they know from the PI and from the police, mm-hmm. they know all of the horrible things and they believe... The PI the, and the police and the lawyers yeah, and that the looked lawyers into everything. Say that he is dangerous and all yeah. these things. So And that everything that she found is him and is true. Yeah. And the son yeah, was like, I mm-hmm. want to keep my kids safe. I don't want to be, yeah. not to be a jerk. I love you, mom, but you got to go. Yeah, you can't be here. And it's so, and you can see her heart breaks. And then the most brilliant piece of manipulation on Dirty John's part. Tell me. So her kids have, ice, like they've, they're done with her. Oh, yes. And he offers to leave because he can see how I heartbroken know. she is. Oh, my God. And in that moment of showing her such unconditional love, like, I would walk away so that you don't lose your family, even though it would break my heart and ruin my life, but I'll do it for you. She, she chooses goes, him again. She goes, I don't want that. Yeah. And she I said, and the fucking me. smoothies begin again. Yeah. And the <laughs> fucking smoothies begin again. Uh, but. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, wait. We got a. There's so much more in this episode. Okay, so a couple things. John fucks with Veronica at work. I was going to say, so remember how John's dad told him, if you really want to get someone hurt their family? Right. We come to find out that Dirty John has been leaving like crude, vile voicemails, um, horrible reviews. Yeah, Veronica works for a doctor's office. Right. He gets her fired. It's so fucking sad. You know what I would have done? I would have said like, give me the, uh, let me hear the, the messages. I'll tell you who it is. And and then I would have recorded it and sent it to my mom. Yeah. And been like, look, because I don't, 
it's like those little things. I would have done that. Like, it, mm-hmm. cause I'm all about like, uh, I'm proving this. Yeah. But no, she doesn't. But she she does, doesn't. I think she's kind of, she knows who did it. She and so fired. she's, she gets fired from her job and it's just nuts because so now we're starting to see something that Deborah certainly doesn't know about, but no. it is the harassment of her kids yeah. by this man. Yeah. So he is actively trying to hurt them now. And, you know, even if it's not, I mean, getting fired is not a small thing at no, all. But, but, you know, it's he's not physically hurting them yet, but right. he's trying to destroy them. So I just think that I almost just breezed right over that. Now, the third time period that takes place is when John gets released from prison in Ohio. Right. Comes to California because his yeah. sister Denise lives there. Yeah. And she um, helps him out. She picks him yeah. up. She gives him. A, um, she has like a trailer yeah, um, park. park that yeah, she, she owns, owns, and she has a trailer there. And she says, "If you'll be like the property manager and like yeah. clean and maintenance and all that, you can stay here for free. Yeah, of an address, a home. And this is, I think, we see all of this because it's important to know yeah. that this man it doesn't isn't capable of loyalty or loving anyone. I know. This is his sister. Yeah. This is this is a girl who probably also had to chew on glass. You know what I mean? They went through I wonder, some shit it together. It does seem just the way that show gives you it it seems like they were raised a little differently like yeah she had to work hard but i think she, the dad really took him and was like because he was good at it yeah john i mean he even says that to him he's like you you have a knack for this yeah and then i that's where i'm like the sister i'm like i guess she just would assume he wouldn't do it to her right they're brother and sister so that's a bond you know they still have they still have a relationship much to everyone's surprise watching the show because he told yeah. um when we met his first wife tanya that he has no no conversation right. with his family. They're monsters, terrible people. Yeah. He actually has a really kind, loving sister who's helping him out. Yeah, gives him her truck. Yeah, I mean, totally, like, like sets him up, job, place to live. Yeah. And evil bastard, Dirty yeah. John, steals it from her. Yeah. Like he, cha- he changes the, the title the, the in the title RV. The, the RV, the park, every, he steals it from her. He gets a lawyer because he, he purposely hit somebody coming out of a bar mm-hmm. who was drunk. And then didn't pay the lawyer. I mean, like, that. this is yeah. his So you watch patterns. him scamming people. Yeah, hitting a drunk lady. Um, suing the lawyers so he doesn't have to pay them. Yeah. And then the ultimate in I have no conscience or I care not about anyone but myself. Yeah. Robs his sister blind. And when she stands up to him, he threatens her life. Right. What a shithead. So. And then she, that's when you see a flashback of her when she left her dad mm-hmm. and him she's like did he have them yeah she kind of like looks at him and she you can know she thinks he did it yeah which is why we think he did yeah. it because yeah. she's probably right and then we come to the conclusion of this episode not this episode oh, sorry, right. episode five sorry that was confusing even yeah, for no, me you're like this no because right now it seems that deb is in bliss in loving loving bliss except you know? for her children won't talk to right her. but but, most but with of, John, it's but good. But with John, it's good. Like, so she's like, okay. So I've, she's feeling so happy that she helped him get clean. And they're sleeping one night in, is he back in their apartment? Uh-huh. In they, her I think they condo? moved back into the first place that yeah, she the, lived. Yeah. And Deb wakes up early and sees that he is bleeding He's, between his toes. Mm-hmm. Which is why I made that reference. <laughs> Injections. <laughs> between the toes. But it was pretty gross. But yeah, so it's a it's like blood trickling down the bottom of, of his foot. Yeah, and, and I, so she knows she's not. She just not watched him go through dumb. the detoxing, yeah. so she knows what that means. She starts going through stuff quietly. He's sleeping, and she finds his hidden drug stash, and all of that happy bliss, and wow. those morning smoothies again blow Connie up Britton. in her face. Her Connie face. Britton. She tells so much. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just like, oh, okay, good. She, so that's the end of this episode. And I'm like, good. She's going to get the fuck out of there. Great. Right. So then we start with the next six, episode six, One Shoe. Mm-hmm. And it opens um, on a lawyer, but that they're going to get his name cleared up, right? That's right. Remember, point. he was telling her a bunch of lies when she took him back. And one of them was this man in these restraining orders and all of these stalking things. It's not me. Yeah. There's something going on where I need to clear my name. Right. So... They're meeting with a lawyer played by Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I love him. Is that the this lawyer? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yes, thank you. Right? He's older now. Yes, yes. But he's Ferris's BFF. Yes, thank you. Sorry, and it took me a second because like, they went to a couple different. There's lawyers. some yeah. lawyers, yeah. But yes, no, and I love, I love this actor. Yeah, he's he did so such fabulous. a good job, and his name is John Giallo. Thank you. And so they're both like, nice name, John. But they're John. talking about a postnup, you know, because. That's kind of she kind of she kind of drives the situ, drives well, the conversation that way. Yeah, she wanted she mentions that her children won't speak to right. her and all this stuff. And he said, "Well, did you get a prenup?" "Well, no, we could do a postnup." And this scene is so good. So Cameron, I'm just going to call him Cameron. Yeah, Cameron. John Giallo. Yeah. Lawyer. Starts the lawyer. <laughs> starts telling them about the option of getting a postnup. Right. And as he's talking to both of them, he like locks eyes with John and you can see like the moment he realizes, oh, this man's going to like murder he's me. He's getting angry. Like he's going to hurt me. And so he kind of sputters a little bit, but he go- finishes saying it, yeah. you know, and then Connie Britton, Deborah says, I think that's something that we should discuss. Yeah. You know, he's like, if it's done in good faith, it doesn't matter if you guys obviously stick to it. If something yeah. were to happen, you'll be fine. And he's like, that could make the family, you yeah. know. Like me again. Or, you and then know. he's like, well, I don't really, John, Dirty John. Yeah. There's Lawyer John and Dirty John. <laughs> and Dirty John's like, I don't really see the point in spending all of the money on that because your your kids are never going to accept me. And we're never going to be allowed back It is in. a scary scene. It's yeah. a great scene. But that's when the lawyer was like, we're going, we're going to try and protect her. She's our client. He's our client too. And, and he was clearly like rattled. Really rattled. So much so that he was planning on not taking the case based off of, Remember in one of the earliest episodes yes. where she sees the lawyer and the lawyer is like, I can't touch this because he's just going to sue he's me. He's a liability, yeah. He's sue you. We're all going to lose money and it's just going to ruin everything. So they, this lawyer had no intention of ever taking the case. He even has a conversation with his like assistant yeah. before they get there. Yeah. But because he is afraid for Deborah, yeah. he's like, we're going to take it. a good it. person. Yeah. You know? He is a good person who's yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, a good person. I know. There's a good John. I know. A good a good and kind John. But then we go back again. Or, or Oh, yeah. So this time we go back. And we go to Dayton, Tanya. Ohio. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And she brings, she goes to the police station and she brings in like a bucket of, a ba- box, <laughs> box of drugs. Of drugs. <laughs> found, she found them in her house. Yeah. And the cops said that, you know, people could think that since you guys are getting a divorce, that right. the wife was trying to get back at her husband. That maybe you're trying to frame him. And yes. she's like, I, di- I do know that people will think that. Yeah. But I also know if you just look into him. Yeah. You Exactly. She goes, all I can say is that's not what this is. If you do look into John, you'll see what this is, who he is. No hospital administration has or, uh, but if you do, you'll see. But if you don't, he'll just keep doing what he's doing. But at least I'll know I tried to stop him. And I wrote, badass. Yeah, (laughs) seriously, way to go. Like risking, like being, having it turn around back on you and Someone saying, no, those are your drugs. And then, yeah. you know, risking your children, risking having custody of your kids. And 
But she knew, like, this man is yeah. dangerous and bad and has to be stopped. I wish, I hope that I will have courage like that and, you know, yeah. to, and to, so, to stop it for other people too. Right. Something that happens to like you, even whatever he's it may out be. of her life, yeah. kind of. I mean, he's around, but he's yeah. in California. No, no, he's still in Ohio at this point. But this cop yeah. decides to look into John right. because of her impassioned plea to do so. Right. And who daddy? I know. She, he says that a lot of people knew something was up with John Meehan, but a lot of people decided it wasn't their problem. Yeah. And he finds kind of all up. of it. Like all of the hospitals he got let go of. Yeah. But somehow there's no record Nobody's of that. So they're hiring him again at new hospitals. He bought a gun. He, um, they knew he was a drug addict because he had to have back surgery and the amount of anesthesia it took him to be put under. Right. The only way that was humanly possible is if he had a problem with yeah. that drug, which he does. And then a girlfriend that he's dating also oh, goes yeah. to the cops. A pharmacist, right? A pharmacist, because she he, they question pharmacists, all the people that know yeah. potentially what this guy's up to. Right. So the girl who works at the pharmacy then comes to the police station, says, I saw you talking to my boss. I should, probably should have told you I'm seeing him. It's a very funny scene. The cop's like, your boss? And she's like, no, John Meehan. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little comedy. Yeah. A little comedy. Thanks for a little bit of comedy. And I do like the actor who plays the cop, too. Oh, I love him. He's great. I know. It's like, honestly. Everyone's great in the It's true. Show. This actor, I did not take his name down, but he really, um like, brings this story to a different tone, almost. Mm-hmm. He does. He like, changes the I tone. Like, I like it. Which is great. Yeah. So she tells him she knows where he that he has so many drugs in his house that there's no way that he is using them all. He's selling them for sure. Oh. She tells them where to go. He gets a search warrant and he finds yeah. a duffel bag full of prescription drugs. Right. Like just crazy. So he's arrested and the guy's like, yes, we got him. And it's going to be a felony and all this stuff because you can't for distribution and everything. But the right. judge allows him to plead a possession, which means rehab, no jail. Yeah. And the, the cop is so upset. He's yeah. like, no, this is a bad dude. Right. But then he doesn't show up for the... His, but he doesn't show up while they're having this conversation about how he's going to plead yeah. possession. Yeah. So then an arrest warrant is issued. And they find John in, I'm assuming, a hotel. It was a hotel. a hotel. I think in, in real life, I think in the movie or in the TV show, in real life, it's a little bit... They, right, you there's know, some skewed details. But I think it was like but a the cleaning person it. opened right. the, uh, you know, a door to clean and they found a semi-unconscious John mm-hmm. with drugs all over. An empty bottle of alcohol. And they call the cops. They call the, the ambulance. The, mm-hmm. And they show up. And John's like, like, I, I just wanted to kill myself. And and the cop is so funny to me in this scene because he's right. just like, go fuck yourself. The whole yeah. time to him yeah. where he's like, I don't know. I think that somebody who puts people to sleep for a living would know how to how much you take need. the right amount of drugs <laughs> to kill yourself. I think you're trying to make us feel bad for you. Cut to totally. John's loaded into the ambulance. Their cops are driving behind him. Yeah. And fucking... Dirty John comes bursting yeah. out of the back of the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's real. That is real. That is real. That okay. is real. And a chase yep. begins. Yeah. I think uh, they chase. Of course, he goes into uh, like a mall or something. Of and he, he runs into somehow gets into the like a elevator, elevator shaft yeah. of a and he starts climbing up. I think it was that a JCPenney's to be honest, mm-hmm. honest with you. That makes sense. And they're following him. And then. Um, and he was violent as shit. Like people are like, this guy is, you know, yeah. he kicks like a, they're climbing up. He kicks a cop in the face yeah. like, and they both fall down two stories or some crazy thing. Yeah. Like and that. then, so he is rearrested yeah. for like running from the police, assaulting police. Yeah. 
And obviously for not showing up for his court appearance. Yeah. And John Mann goes to jail, but is let out early because of whatever reason. Overcrowding. As as the cop says, whatever reasons they don't really like to discuss them. Ugh. Ugh. Democracy. The man. Privatized prison people. Like, it needs to not be private. I'm so... If Adam was here, this whole thing would just shift. I know. Adam just pissed my head. We don't like like privatized prison because it's... um, Bad and wrong. It's bad, wrong, biased. Okay, John comes back to the lawyer's house, office. Oh, okay. So, this is such a deep. We're back episode. in the we're back in the present, right. right? And so he, Dirty John, goes back to that good old lawyer, John Giallo, John Giallo's to good John. Yep. And the lawyer says, "Listen, man, you you don't have a case. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, everyone looked into it. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, to prove that this yeah. isn't you. It yeah. is you. It is you. And he threatens a lawyer, um, and then fires him. And it makes me think. And fires him, yeah. And he's like, and you will give us back 25K. Yeah, the retainer. The retainer. And the guy's like, okay. But it kind of made me think of like how he's probably saw his dad shake people down for money mm-hmm. and it working. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, obviously he'd done it before. And it works because the lawyer's like, okie dokie. Yeah. And he's, uh, says something about, you know, I, I probably should reach out to Deborah though and make sure that she's yeah, okay with this right. because it's her money. Everyone knows all of that. Yes. And he's like, you don't talk to my wife and exactly all this stuff. So he <laughs> writes a letter, has yeah. it hand delivered to her job. Uh, this and, kills me. Um, and I was just, like, I was thinking, yay. Oh, I know. thank God. And then meanwhile, back at Heidi Hootie or whatever is happening at their house and they're all in love and smoothies every morning, even though, Everyone is thinking, what about the drugs that yeah. she found? But exactly. she comes home and she's like, I'm going to make a roast and with the au gratin potatoes. Yeah. And then she takes the letter from the lawyer and she didn't open it. And so she just hands it to him yeah. and we're like, what the I mean, that just God. fucking kills me. I was like, like this woman. He's like, something came from the lawyer's office. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's like, just like so docile. Like, uh, and passive and like, you're, you take it charge. I hate that. Which is not a good look on anyone. Like, yeah. take charge of your own life. Guess if what? If the letter is addressed to you, you open it. Yeah, even if somebody doesn't mean harm. Yeah. You, if you're in, if you're letting someone have all of your power. Yeah. Bad. Don't do it. Yeah, it's true. And he's like, reads it, and yeah. she's like, okay. Like, if that's what you think we should do, we should fire the lawyer. I thought you seemed like a smart, good guy, or whatever. <sighs> I mean, I can't. I'm at this point. I'm throwing things at my television. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Like, well, and then and then the next the next scene after this is when Veronica's like, I need. She's trying to get her gifts or her gifts, her, her, her gift certificate, her birth certificate from her mom, so she can renew her passport. Yeah, and oh, it's so gross. Um, she her mom is like gonna leave it at the you know the lobby because she lobby. won't come yeah. there. If like she won't see John. So John as she's about to go get it, sends her a video. And I, for a second, I thought it was Snapchat. That would have been mm-hmm. smarter because those like disappear after right. a certain time. But he <laughs> sends her a video of, of him, him like hawking like a disgusting loogie on, on her birth certificate. And then you see her pull it out and there's like a fucking loogie on her. Yeah. And she's just like, you oh know, my God. And oh. also remember he got her fired. So now he's full blown yeah. harassing her, which is what he's been charged what with doing. shithead. And um, he sucks balls. Yeah. So everyone's frustrated. Like, how can Deb still be with this man after she worked so hard to get him clean, took him back, lost her family, and, right. um, you know, 
found him his drug stash. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, I really was like, what What I, happened? Did I... Like, I know. Do we miss an episode? Yeah, but like, this is where good writing happens, you know, yep. and they're like weaving the story. Good and for you guys. And we're ripping our hair out and throwing things at the TV. And then she calls And then an unknown number pops up oh, on yeah. Ronnie's phone. And it's great because you just think it's Dirty John. Yes, I did. I of totally course you did. did. Because he's like, been, oh my God. Yeah. So then she checks her voicemail. Yeah, she lets it go to voicemail because of course. Duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's her mom being like, Veronica, it's your mom. I got a, a secret phone. I need you to meet me at this place at this time. If you're busy, I, I need you to be there anyway. Yeah. And all this stuff. And then there's like a backwards walk through the episode that we've just been doing. And you find out that Deborah found a tracking device on her car. So realized that he was monitoring her every right. move. It's not the one that her daughter put no, on that car. No, it's a different one. Yes. Um, asks a bunch of questions about how the cloud works and connecting to it and what people can see. So it gets a burner phone. Right. And um, calls so she's not the lawyer. Dumb. Oh, and she did totally open the letter, read it, reseal it, yeah. remove. This is where you're like, you're smart, oh, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. You're smart. You're too exactly. smart to be here. Yeah. Um, but she's also smart enough to know if she just leaves, it's going to be violence for her. I mean, I'm yeah. sure the whole time she's thinking about her sister and how he. Of course. He, yeah. And that's you know, obviously shot her. like a big thing. It's and like so the scary. violence against women that is such a big part of her life and her family yeah and so to be afraid is well one she should be yeah but she calls the lawyer from the burner phone in the bathroom at work where she's not on camera right so we can't even see that she has a phone and she says i you know i can't use you because you were our lawyer right but i need a lawyer and it has to be family law but also criminal yeah and then she meets with veronica and she's wearing like a wig and she explains everything that's been going on that she's leaving him Oh, I know. She says, I have to be careful. I just don't want John to know anything till I'm ready. And then I said, finally, she yeah. remembers that he's doing drugs because she's a smart lady. Right. Because actually. the whole time she was playing everyone. Right. Yeah. She was not like naively letting him open letters right. and just making him pot roast. She was being very specific in what she was doing. So it's cra- uh, yeah, she yeah, meets yeah. with the lawyer again in a like clandestine way. She's very smart. Leaves yeah. her car at a place that would make perfect sense for her to be for work, like a marble place yeah. where you buy marble. And that's what interior designers would do. Right. Leaves her phone in her car. So it looks like she's there. Gets into another car with the lawyer yeah. who is hysterical and talks in exclusively in metaphors. <laughs> yeah. But he says that, you know, we've got I know what this guy's. Yeah. The jig is up for him. Like, I know what he's doing. I'm on to him and we're going to stick it to him. Yeah. And um, I wrote down one of them. There were so many and they were rapid fire. But he said, when a bank gets robbed, or this is not a metaphor, but I love this line. When a bank gets robbed, nobody blames the bank because she is just, she feels dumb. She feels like this is all her fault. She should have known all the things that, you know, I apparently have been yelling at her this whole time because I'm mean. (laughs) I'm sorry, Deborah. I'm sorry. I do feel so bad that this happened. I just wish that. Somehow you could have seen it sooner. I know. But hindsight is twenty twenty. I know your story. You were living it. So that is the difference. Yeah. And she's, where, a, you know, different generation, different upbringing. And just, a, it's just, you know, when you're in the middle of something, you don't yeah. always see what it is. I know. You know? I know. So I'm sorry that I said mean things. <laughs> where are we? The lawyer. Oh. Yeah. He basically, she's ready to go go all the way to town with she's the ready to She's ready to fucking take yeah. John to court, divorce yeah, his ass, yeah. and get her money back. So then, uh, oh, this is when we're back with, uh, you know. Oh, the cop? Yeah, right? So, well, there's like a little bit the thing about the cop. Back to Tanya and the cop, right? Yeah, so Tanya comes in and she's like, how did they let him out? Yeah. You know, and he, he's like, again, we already mentioned oh, that. Oh, yeah. But he tells her, you know, he's going to move to California with his sister. So at least you got him away from you. Yeah. 
and all the stuff. But uh, and she's like, okay, I guess if that's all and he I was can like, do. You tried to make it right. You tried. You did the best you could. He served his time, and now he's some other town's problem. But you can see oh, yeah. that this affected him so much because after Tanya leaves, he picks up the phone, calls the Newport Beach Sheriff's Department, and basically says, gotta, I want to let you know about this man that's moving to your area. That's good. You need to know about him. Yeah, because he's a bad person. we don't person. really know about how that no. is going to, because there's a reason they showed us that, that the sheriffs would have had an alert on that name yeah. for whatever reason, and it's this cop in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then where you were Now at. we're back to the 30000 she took. So she, so Deb gets back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Acting all normal. Acting like, all normal. You see her take a big breath before she comes in the door like, hi, Penny. Yeah. And she and, and he goes, mean, mean hey, John is there. Where, what, what, where did you take 30, why did you take $30,000 out? Right. What's it for? She's like, what does it and matter? And then I said, fuck you, John. Yeah. But that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you think I'm going to, what is it? You think I'm going to let you out of here? Well, he basically, he says what she says is my money. And he's like, what's um, yours is now also mine. And she's like, no, what what was mine before you is still mine. And he's like, you think I'm going to let you do this? And then she puts her bag down. Oh, she sets her purse down and she says, I'm leaving. I want a divorce and like runs into her closet and starts packing a bag. And everyone is holding their breath because you're like, oh, because he like because he kind of corners her. And then he goes, he goes, hit me. Go on. Imagine how good it, that ought to feel. Hit me, and I'll make sure you never get up again. Yeah, so he's what like, like hit me, and then I'm going to kill you. Yeah, but... Ugh. And she's like, get out of the way. Oh. And she's so scared. She says, move. Yeah, move. Twice or and three then, times. And then she runs, she and she gets out, and then he turns around, and he's all like, well, fuck. Yeah. I got screwed. But... I mean, we still have two more episodes to go. That's true. Please don't take him back again, Deborah. I, I know. Can't, my heart can't handle it. I know. Seriously. Um, I mean, yes. Oh, God. I mean, no. Absolutely not. Like, you can't. He threatened your life. Yeah. It's just so scary. You know, you think about a woman who's in her early 60s or 50s, whatever, right. having to... To deal with this kind yeah. of stuff. Like, you really don't think of an affluent, yeah. smart, successful... Yeah. This scenario... It just doesn't seem likely to happen to a Deborah. But we talk about it all the time, this kind Mm -hmm. of domestic or this kind of violence against women or coercive control is it starts good. It can be any age, right? Like, so somebody's going to mark you or however they're going to do it. Women rarely get punched in the face on a first date and they're like, let's have a second. (laughs) You know, like, I don't think that ever happens. So, of course, they they lure you in under false pretenses. And then when the violence starts, maybe they even feel bad about it at first, but it's you know, it always grows and grows and grows. And so you really see the escalation. Right. I also just want to mention, yeah. because I wrote it down because it made me so happy. The first part of the episode when they go meet the lawyer for the first time, uh-huh. Deb and um, Dirty John, they leave and he's going to take the case because he wants to protect her. Yeah. But the assistant comes in and he's like, did you see the wife? And she's like, yeah, she's gorgeous. My God, best hair I've ever seen. I know. That's so funny. I laughed out loud and I was like, yeah. I know. I'm you not, acknowledged oh, it. That's so funny, and it's so true. You guys, yeah. Good luck to your beautiful hair this week. Yeah, and more. Oh my god, I can't wait for next week. I can't wait to keep I going. I can't wait to finish the show. I know, me too. We're gonna watch it together. This we time. are. We're gonna we watch are. the final yes, two episodes. We are. Yes, we together, are. and then podcast about it. And After. I think we'll go through too. And any post show, post podcast details yeah, that have emerged, yeah. we'll try to get those for you too. Yep, yep. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um. Yes. Holy. Goodness me. Holy patoli. Holy. Can't wait. Mackerel. For the next one. We will talk to y'all next week. Okie dokie. We love y'all. Bye.